It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake fucking business. With a fresh look through experienced eyes at forgotten matches and unknown classics, this is the Piece of Business Podcast with Glenn and Jeremy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Piece of Business Podcast. No, I am not EPL and NFL. He's on other business tonight. So um, it's just me, old GA Wrestle Nut, and I have a guest with me. Let's see if we could get this right. He's the heavyweight champion of the flyover states, the grand high poo bar of the banana bread express, farmer crop grower, 20 inch blade on the lawnmower. It's at AWI Pod, the host of said show, Mr. Brett Powles. How are you doing, Brett? Oh, my God, Glenn. I did not expect that. I really did not. I did not expect that to happen. I really didn't. I like when Jeremy does it, but I think I like it better when you do it. <laughs> I did not. I really did not see that coming. That was great, Glenn. Thank you. I'm doing well. It is. What I, I, I got a question to ask you. What's the What's the degree? What temperature is it where you live right now? Right now, it is 15 degrees centigrade, which is, oh, I haven't got a clue, Fahrenheit. Um, well, Glenn, currently, in here in Lincoln, Nebraska, it is currently, it's, it's pulling up here, it's 93 American degrees here, and with the heat index, it feels like 97, so that's how my day is going. So it, that's thirty something in centigrade. Hmm. It's so, yeah, so you're a lot warmer than we are. <laughs> it's very hot out there, Glenn. Let's let's be getting warmer as the week goes on here. We'll see. Same things happening okay. in my neck of the woods. It's just going to keep getting hotter. We're actually uh, Sunday. If you this Sunday coming up, if you live in, in in America like I do, it is Father's Day, and we are taking our annual Father's Day tubing trip that i always look forward to and it's going to be 102 degrees that day so surprise surprise although mother's days are on different father's days on the same days on sunday well how do you know what do you know i want to say last father's day i like i went tubing too but i got up at like 5 a.m and i did a podcast with you and jeremy before i made the number one overall pick in the piece of business draft i remember now i picked roman reigns Mm -hmm. yep um talking of which uh, we had a pay-per-view or what is it uh was it premium live event oh, freak. that's what we're calling them now and sadly um you are no longer the champion i know i know that damn jeremy he only let me have it for a month because he knew he'd get it back real quick he's got the inside i don't want to hear any different he's got some ears at, in stanford Connecticut. i feel it there's definitely something going on because he said that he was going to go a hundred percent, and he did. My goddamn Jeremy. So, but then again, I suppose with a pay per view. Oh, sorry, premium live event like that one. And this should be an absolutely stupid. It was obvious what was going to happen. So you're telling me, Glenn, that I'm absolutely stupid. Well, not you, me, <laughs> me. <laughs> no, um, 
then again, we went with the logic. We went with Ezekiel. There was no reason on God's earth they'd be building this guy up and building him up. Why did he end up losing to Owens? So they could continue with the shit, I guess. I don't know. That's the only thing I think of. Because now I see a scene on the Twitter that Elias is going to be back on Raw next week. So, <laughs> was he going to have a fake beard? And a... it's probably really going to be Kevin Owens dressed up like Elias. Yeah, I don't know how like... they do that. Yeah, it's bound to be some sort of crap like that. Yeah. Anything else been going on in your world? What have you been up to? Oh, I... sorry. No, you're good. I wasn't going to say anything. I was waiting for you. I was just going to say, um, today, talking about the mayor, is uh, your release day. We're talk- we are recording this on the Tuesday, by the way, folks. And it is the release day of the mayor of superstars. It is. Episode 23 is available right now. So check it out. We saw... Many delicious mullets, and I don't know if it was because I had like some extra banana bread before me and me and the mayor got on the air, but he was making me laugh extra hard this time. So if you want to hear me laugh hysterically at the stupid things that the mayor says, check that out. I'm not caught up with this week yet, which is unusual for me. Normally, I'm well ahead, but uh... you've been trying to put this thing together without Jeremy. That's what you've been doing, pal. Yeah, it's hard, you know. It's going to get harder until he actually has a break from his uh, his shoot job. Summer's well, coming soon now. So. I mean, them windows get dirty in the summertime. You know what I mean? Oh, they do. Yeah, he should get some time off. So hopefully we could perhaps sit down and get some in the hopper rather than that. <laughs> in the hopper. The trouble with that is, is because we do a review show, it's hard to do that. Because you can't, pre- unless you're Jeremy, of course, you can't predict what's going to be happening. Right, unless that. you get the inside information. Hmm. Right. <laughs> right, talking about a witch, shall we uh, have a look at NXT, the Tuesday show from last week? I suppose, if you want to, we can. <laughs> it wasn't bad again. There was no, from, from what I remember... There was there was no real goddamn it minutes moments in it at all actually. That's going to come tonight. I predict there is going to be some real oh god what's going on moments tonight. <sighs> Basically, because on YouTube today I saw one Wendy Chew in a cow onesie pulling candy. Out of her udders. Oh, God. See, because now they got her feud with Tiffany Stratton now, don't they? Because, yeah. Spoiler alert, we're going to get to that later. But yeah, so now they're going to. Why are they. God, Glenn. God damn it. Why are they doing this? I don't know. I don't know. I thought. I, I honestly thought. Oh, after in your house, that Mandy would rip that. Bloody onesie to pieces, and we'd get proper the wrestler Wendy Chew, and it got halfway, and then it they decided they weren't going to do that after all. Um, yeah. yeah. 
anyway, back to last week's show. Um, this strange thing about these shows is that the, the rest of them seem to be doing their own booking. I hadn't thought about it, but you're right. Um, yeah, Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams, they were celebrating that they won the, the NXT North American Championship back. And then suddenly Solo Sokoa comes up and says, well, I'm the number one challenger. And to be fair to them, they did say, well, no, you're not. That was an arrangement you had with the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> Classic heel tactics right there. Like, yeah, we didn't make that deal with you, so no, you don't. That's it. That's a... And of course, then Grayson Waller gets involved. Yeah, I didn't understand that part because I, Grayson Waller doesn't need to be a part of that. It doesn't make any sense. It made no sense whatsoever, apart from they're doing what AEW does and try to get everybody on screen, I suppose. Yeah, just send them out there, damn it. <laughs> it's not like they needed any more help on the mic out there. I mean, while Carmelo is a little bit repetitive, he's fine, and then Trick's always good, and then Solo Sokoa doesn't need to say much, and he never does, which he's fine. So I don't even know why they even throw why even throw Waller out there. It doesn't make any sense. No, whatsoever. Um, and he's not going to do Sokoa any good because they're not going to take the belt off of Melo again so quickly. Right. Yeah, I can't see it. Oh, yes. This actually, um, Von Wagner with the um, Stone and Cromwell versus jo Josh Briggs with Jensen and Henley. Uh, Jensen isn't a. Oh, it has to be found. <laughs> Jensen isn't injured after all. Um, his super strong wrist has recovered. He's got a. He had a firm grip, grip all along on that recovery, Glenn. A firm grip. Yes. Uh, but I tell you what, I was very impressed with Josh Briggs. He looked a, a legitimate contender to uh, Von Wagner, and the way they've been building up Von Wagner both over here and in the states. Um, and all of a sudden. He suddenly gets somebody that's credible against him. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's good to see Briggs in there doing what Briggs should be doing, which is kicking ass, because he should be kicking ass. We shouldn't be doing this silly backstage chasing girls gimmick because that's not what he needs to be. I mean, Josh Briggs has been around. Uh, you know, he worked he worked on the indies before they signed him. So he's kind of one of the guys that really worked the indies that they've signed as of recently anyway. So he knows how this shit's supposed to go. And yeah, you know what this was, Glenn? They call this big meaty men slapping meat. That's exactly what this main event opener was. And Briggs got the win, right? He did. Yeah, because um that was part of the, the, the thing that Jensen took the, the plaster cast off, chucked it in the ring, and Jensen clocked. Which is actually a heel move, but uh, again, Bob Orton style. Yeah. <laughs> and what makes me is you have Mr. Stone and Sophia Cromwell both standing there at ringside and they didn't do anything. Not a damn, no. They just stood there. <laughs> I'm always shocked to, when I see Robert Stone. I'm like, oh, yeah. They still, they didn't, they didn't release that guy. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which nothing against him. I'm sure he's he's fine. It's just I, I don't know if he has he added anything to anyone that he's been with. I don't think he has. Nope. They got rid of their old manager. 
Yeah. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. Then again, that's him. After that, we had uh, Santa's Escobar with the family. That was quite funny. That was with the entrance to that, where they pull up in the car and Escobar's driving. Oh, yeah. Around. <laughs> and then he goes, get into you, girl. You're, you're wrestling tonight. Yeah, that, that was something. I mean, it was something like we figured that was going to go. They were going to have him drive, being their drivers and opening doors for him and washing the cars. And then they're doing like real estate deals for Tony D'Angelo, which I didn't understand. I'm like, oh, he's doing real estate deals. Okay. All right. I don't know. Is that a big thing that mobsters do? Do they do real estate deals? I guess I don't know. I've never been a mobster before. No, I don't. <laughs> to launder dirty money, real estate deals. I don't know. If there's any man that listens to this show that knows anything about mobsters, I think it's Thomas Price. Thomas, let us know. You guys, you mafia guys. Uh, do... You mean you mean that sweet reverend? Uh, I know what that means. I know what the reverend means. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Tom. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I have to feel sorry for Paul Nathan Fraser that he's got thrown in on this. Because we know how good he is. And they're using him in this sort of thing with Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar. Uh, so, they're really kind of throwing Frazier into everything here. Because I yeah. he wrestled Grimes the week before. And then right. he had a match with somebody else the week after that. My, my brain's not what it used to be or ever was. So I don't remember those matches. But he always, every time I see him, he always has a great match. I mean... He could be a future, you know, star. I mean, with their, what they're already doing within the entrance, they clearly see something in him. So I love Nathan Frazier. Can't put him over yeah. enough. No, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, they gave Nathan the win. So there was a lot of jawing back and forth between Escobar yeah. and D'Angelo at the, at the, commentary table which i didn't like i that just took it it kind of took me out of it because i mean if you put these guys in the ring together without all that nonsense it's going to be a really good match and so when they started doing all that back and forth stuff it did kind of take me out of it because it's just too they were doing it way too much yeah and after that there was a strange man turned up he looked very much like a nigerian that had an egg whisk but he didn't sound Nigerian and he didn't have the egg whisk so I, I, I wasn't sure but yep, they confirmed that it was Apollo Cruz making his return to NXT and as the main roster stars that seem to be going down to NXT do the first thing he does is challenge Bron Breaker for the title I mean, after Gacy, I was wondering what Braun was going to do next because they really don't have anybody down there who's like a viable contender for him uh, at this point. So I guess dropping somebody down back down like they did with Ziggler. And I always thought that they brought Apollo Crews up too quick when they first brought him up from NXT. I thought he could have done a lot more in NXT before they brought him up. So I think it's good that he's back. It was like the Triple H moment when he when he when Kofi Kingston started talking and he wasn't talking in his Jamaican accent. Triple H was like, aren't you supposed to be Jamaican? Like that. That's how I felt. I was like, wait a minute. Isn't he supposed to be Nigerian? 
just totally went back to being American again. <laughs> and I was wondering, too, as he walked out to the ring, I'm like, is he going to have the accent? No, he doesn't have it now. No. I don't think the days days are numbered for Mr. Commander Aziz now for a WWE because I don't know what else he's going to do. Well, they've, they've already got the what they've already got the giant is doing the good job at the moment in Omos. I mean, they don't need Commander Aziz for anything, do they? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You see, we're well prepared for this, folks. We are. <laughs> we're well prepared. So, I, Roxanne Perez versus Tiffany Stratton, I believe yep. that's what was next, right? The women's breakout tournament final. They finally got to the final that they were looking for accidentally. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> accidentally see, on purpose, they would tell you. Yeah, you see, these two are a lot more breakout stars than. Uh, I as a of uh, the other two, but uh, this wasn't a bad match. I quite enjoyed this, especially with Tiffany at the start started throwing Roxanne Perez around as she would do because she you know, she's only a little thing, isn't she, Roxanne Perez? She's quite the little thing, yes. <laughs> No, I mean, I thought it was great too. I'm a big fan of both of these ladies. Uh, I think Roxanne Perez is a future NXT Women's Champion, like you said. We know she is. She is a smaller variety, but everything that she does, I think, is believable. I think she's great. Oh, yeah. Tiffany Stratton, from when she had her first match to now, is almost like light years better than she was. Yeah. She has. She's gonna be. You're gonna see her on Raw or SmackDown, and she's gonna be carried one of those championships sooner rather than later, especially with her looks. Because you know Vince likes the blonde ones, so that's right. Um, I can't see her being called up anytime soon, but especially with the way the women are going at the moment. Um, oh, here we go. This is the one. Uh, pretty deadly. Versus Chase you. You Chase you. Oh. I tell you, I'm really glad that I know that those guys are doing their own booking. Because I would have thought that obviously they no, they 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 want they want to wrestle with somebody like Andre Chase. I mean these two these two teams per work perfectly because both of these they can do the silly stuff, but they can also get serious when it's time to get serious. And both of these teams know how to do that. One from a heel side and one from a babyface side. So yeah, I think these these guys in a in a in a feud together is just gonna be a ball. And then they can put on good matches too. It's not just a bunch of silly crap. So yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to more of this. I hope it continues. Oh, it will do because because of uh, Cody Haywood. Being beaten up before the match started. I forgot about that. Now and then you had Sia Hall. How is it? Sia How at the uh, yeah, I think that's her name. Trying try to be Andre Chase's tag partner, but he wouldn't tag her in. He just took the beating instead. <laughs> Glenn, <laughs> it is all coming back to me now. I remember. <laughs> I can see it now. Every time I see that girl, I'm like, she's fucking 18 years old, and I'm like, when I was 18, I wasn't doing a goddamn thing. I worked at McDonald's. 
And they, I, I love the swerve on that, where they, you know, where they're building up all the universities that she could have got a scholarship for. And she, goes, I've got my scholarship. It's for Chase U. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, it was right there, but I just didn't see it coming. I don't know how I didn't see that coming. It's right there, but I just didn't see it coming. I don't know how it. No, nobody could have seen it coming because. <laughs> Because they were building, they building it for a few. They did a really good job of building it for a few weeks. That she was seriously going through college. Why she was going to wrestle? So you actually believed that she was going to do it, and then then they go and swirl it. Oh, that's it. She's in to chase you. I absolutely fucking believe it. I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. They got me on that one. I was a mark that day, Glenn. I was a mark that day. Yeah. Um, as it says in the notes here, it says uh, Chase you would likely get a fairer rematch down the line as Elton Prince and Kit Wilson wait for their next title shot. So yeah, that, that's gonna go on for a bit longer, I would think. Because code is pretty good. Yeah, our castle, whatever Jeremy calls him. Yeah, sex, Stone Cold Sex and Hardcastle is what I believe he refers to him as. Yeah. Which is when the first time I heard him say that, I laughed until I could not breathe, literally. <laughs> and we know uh, and we know Andre Chase, again, isn't one of those guys come up from the Indies. Good wrestler. So they're bound to have two matches with those two before they, uh, they move back on to get in the well, uh, next up, we had Alba Fire against Tatum Paxley, which was basically a squash match. Okay, I was going to say, well, Glenn, guess what? I don't remember a goddamn thing about this one. Nothing, not a spot. <laughs> no, um, it was all built up for Alba Fire. Sorry, I'll try. I'll try not to call a Kaylee Ray. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's so hard not to. Well, Alba, I get it. Uh, it was all built up to the uh, Lash Legends come and kick her in the head at the end of it and set up a feud with those two. It had nothing to do with old Paxton. Yeah, old, old Tatum Paxley doesn't have a whole lot going on. Every time she gets into something, she kind of just gets thrown into it to build to something else, which yeah. I'm sure she'll get there, but she's, she's still new. So, yeah. Well, it's the same as like with the with the Thursday show. They have their their little jobber women that do their bits, and it's funny because I'm looking at like a recap of it, and yeah. for the album, it says Alba Fire defeated Tatum and Paxley, but it has a video for the Santos Escobar versus Nathan Frazier match. So clearly, <laughs> whoever reviewed this didn't care about that either. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> Then we actually got to see Apollo Crews in the ring with Solo Sokoa against Carmella Hayes and Grayson Waller with Trick Williams at Wingside. Now, is Trick injured or is he just going to become a manager? Because the last time I saw him, he wasn't playing when he was, it was actually in the ring. He was starting to come around, yeah, but I can't even... I, I'm trying to rack my brain as the last time I saw him wrestle. Didn't he... He, was in a, he had a match with Cameron Grimes a couple of weeks ago, I want to say. Yeah, 
That's right. It was just it was just before in your house. Okay. Nobody can see this, but Glenn, but I was touching my hands to my forehead as if I would somehow zap the thoughts back into my brain. It's not working, but I'm trying. Yeah, so it it was all set up that he would soften up. It was why when uh, Grimes was still the champion and he would soften him up for. Now Miller. I get it. Now I get it. So it, it, so maybe he is hurt because maybe that's why they had to throw Waller into this because it makes less sense for Waller to be involved in this when he got Trick. Why would you just have Trick Williams in the match? Yeah. I, <laughs> nothing about this makes any sense, Clint. Nope. Nothing whatsoever. <laughs> but there they go. Basically, it was just set up to to give Apollo Crews a match, really, I suppose, in his, on his return to NXT. Which makes sense. Get him out there. Get him a big win. Uh, I like this better than if they had thrown him in a tag team with Breaker. I don't really like to see the whole, they're feuding, but they're going to be a tag team. I think they go to that well way too often. So I, it was, it's a nice little swerve there to put up with Sokoa. But yeah, good way to get Apollo Crews back to NXT. I think this is going to be good for him. And that delayed suplex. He had oh. Grace Waller up forever. Looked like fucking the British Bulldog back in the day. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. And oh, that, we, uh, we found out who we found out who uh, Giovanni Vinci is. Oh yes, yeah, that's um, our Italian friend from Imperium. The artist formerly known as Fabian Eichner. That's him. And Jay, uh, Joe Gacy's uh, Druids, GYV, are going to be wrestling next week. So, I mean, tonight. It's going to happen tonight. Tonight, yeah. <laughs> Glenn, I got to ask you. I've been watching, sitting here watching this. You got a boo-boo on your finger. What would you do? Um. Oh, that a work, a work injury. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Yes, yeah. It's just one of those little nicks that really hurts. Those are the ones that hurt the worst. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I cut into my finger pretty good a couple of years ago, and I had to get like three stitches in, the, in like the tip of my finger, yep. and that hurt a lot less than some paper cuts I've gotten. That's right. Yeah, when I when I used to do the butchery and everything, I was, uh, especially when I first learned, you cut yourself all the time. But those knives are so sharp, you don't actually feel it. It's weird. Yeah. It's when something blunt takes off a lump of your finger. That <laughs> then you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's the tip of my finger, not a piece of chicken that I just cut just then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I suppose it has come to that time where we better play some music. Oh, boy. And now it's time, you wrestling fans, for one and all to see the sucks who failed at social media so recently. While no one can quite so compare to Ryback at his peak, our dearest Glenn is here to share his pick twat of the week. This week's twat of the week, and it's a doozy. Again, uh, my thanks go to Mr. Brent Piles for pointing this one out to me. Uh, literally, I think we just finished recording last week's show when you put this one up. Huh. Um, oh no, it wasn't because it was on just it was uh, it was after the uh, 
Um, premium live event. Yeah. It was after Hell in a Cell. And he was talking about Cody. And this is and this is me turning off the PPV. Well, it's not, it's a premium live event. You got loser. First thing he got wrong. And cancelling my peacock subscription. This is just as irresponsible as letting Owen Hart drop down from the ceiling. Uh right, where should where should we start with this? Um I'm pretty sure they didn't let Owen Hart drop from the ceiling. Uh, it was a bad accident, but I'm sure that it wasn't done deliberately by anybody. That's that one's loaded. I mean, <laughs> I could see. I was with him. Okay, fine. Yeah, all people say this shit. I'm turning this off. I'm canceling everything. And by the next fucking premium live event, I'll be tweeting about the fucking pay per view again. Yeah. But but then when he jumped off the cliff and went with the yeah. oh, I just maybe it'd be when he, ju- he jumped off the cliff with the Owen Hart thing because I don't. Those two don't really. Those aren't. Those don't go together. So. No. Um, I, I say good friends at DDT. We're talking about this. Uh, DC, as he said, once you've, your uh, your pectoral muscle has been removed from the bone and you've got painkillers into it, there's not a lot else you can do to right. damage So it looked a lot worse than it probably actually was. Yes, it was well bruised. And, you know, the guy's an idiot, but big, big, big. <laughs> up to him for, for going ahead and doing it anyway and not leaving him in the lurch but for that twat to uh, actually compare that to the, the tragic accident of Owen Hart was just totally unbelievable I mean there's a lot of things that you could watch on the Peacock that'll get you mad enough to delete it, but I don't know if it's I don't know if that's it. I don't know if that's the one. I used to, you DDT wrestling, which is they they they're those are smart guys. Doc's a Doc Manson's a goddamn doctor, so they know what they're talking about. So I mean it was Cody Rose's decision. If he didn't want to go out there and wrestle, I'm sure he wouldn't have had to. But being Dusty Rhodes' son, being you know a former promoter son. Being a promoter himself, he knows he's got to go out there and get the job done. And if I can't hurt it any more than I'm than I already can, then I'm gonna fucking go out there and do it. I mean, I wouldn't do it because Cody Rhodes is much more of a man than I'll ever be. <laughs> but uh, to to compare those two is just absolutely asinine. That one doesn't go with the other. That's just stupid. No. Right after that, it's a bit of a twat of a week. Let's say go to something good this week. Which was NXT UK yet again. As always. As always. Um, it start kicked off with a recap from last week's tag match, which I kept on doing throughout the show. So we know that this this they're not done with that by a long chalk yet. And then one of my favourite people, probably. One of the best heels in the business at the moment, Kenny Cockroach. Oh, that old Kenny fucking Cockroach walking around like slimy little. Every time I see Kenny Williams on my TV screen, I immediately have to go take a shower because I feel disgusted. Uh, He was up against Mark Andrews. 
And I loved it when he came into the ring and he's so paranoid and he's climbing onto the top rope and he's looking around and then he goes and looks under the ring. Great stuff, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was so, so good. Now, too, I've, I've, I knew, I've always known it, but since he's been back on NXT UK, Mark Andrews has got himself sharper. His arm drag, they are so snappy and so good and quick. He, he's back to the sort of level he was when he was in uh, TNA. Oh, no, not TNA, Impact or whatever it was. Same thing. Yeah, it was TNA. When he, <laughs> when he was Mandrews, anyway. Wait a minute. Stop. Hold a second. They called him Mandrews? Mandrews, yeah. Wow. That's a hell of an NXT 2.0 gimmick, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> We're just Mark Andrews and squished together. <laughs> You know what? We don't want to waste so much time saying your entrance, so we're just going to make you Mandrews, if you don't mind. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, um, when they went out onto the apron, that was... Kenny just... He dropped Mark so well. These guys, they do it every week to us. We go, ooh, ouch. But when you look back on it and study it a bit more closely, you can see how actually safe they're being around the turnbuckles and the ring edges. You're you're you got a much better eye at this, Glenn, than I do, because every time I look at that shit, I go, ouch! <laughs> how do they walk after that? I'd be in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> My little gripe from this match. Only one small one. Um uh, it's a gripe that I have about a lot of matches. Andrews did the Slumdog Millionaire, or whatever they call it, Stundog Millionaire, which is normally his finishing move. But Kenny Williams kicked out of it. Will you please, WWE, whichever brand you are, protect finishing moves? There's a hundred ways people could kick out of things without it being in the finishing move that's being kicked out of. Yeah, no, yeah, I think that's a widespread problem across all wrestling is that finishers don't mean shit. You, if you're watching the main event of anything, you know, so they're going to have to hit three, four finishers before this thing's over. And it's definitely not something that you should be doing on the opening match of just your regular weekly TV show. I mean, if they're building this thing up, they have a few matches I could see him kicking out of his finish, but not on the opening match of your show. So, yeah, I know. I agree with you on that. Um, another highlight of it, though, was the, uh, uh, what was it called? The Rebound Lariat, they called it, where Kenny, he sort of did that thing with, like uh, Moxley does, where he bounces off the rope. But he sort of nearly got himself tied up in it and came spinning back off of it and still managed to... <laughs> cockroaches, Glenn, they're, they're, they're mighty agile, those cockroaches. I don't know if you know. I do know about all about them things. Me too, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> From my younger days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've lived in some places where we been infested with the buggers. Uh, anyway, that's beside the point. Dodgy at best, yes. Yeah. Um, and then um, 
I see Glenn still got our Hell in a Cell picks on his notebook there. I can see them. <laughs> uh, we see Tiger Terrain at ringside. And of course, Kenny gets distracted and Mark Andrews picks up the win. Mandrews. Mandrews, yeah. I'm never going to get that out of my head now. Every time I see him, I'm just going to think Mandrews. Tiger Terrain, who do you reckon? It's got to be Kenny Williams' partner. Take that mask off. Let's do it already. How long has this thing been going on? You think it's long enough now, Glenn? Should he take the mask off, or should we keep this thing going for a couple more weeks? I think you could could milk this for a couple of more weeks of Kenny getting even more paranoid. He's good enough to do it without it getting too stale. I find it very entertaining. So, yeah, no, I wouldn't mind. It's not going to be every week he's going to be having a match, but... There's every week where he's going to be looking in dumpsters and in cupboards and <laughs> accusing everybody. Yeah, <laughs> more hocus pocus from the masked man, the black scorpion, as Jeremy likes to call him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is always my highlight of AEW as well. Just going off subject for a minute, um, is when William William Regal is on commentary, and he always said. Hello, Mr. Shivani. Hello, Mar- hello, Mr. Ross. Hello, Mask Man. <laughs> uh, I was, how do you see the matches with that mask on, sir? Why do you wear that? Why do you keep screaming everything? Stop yelling at me. That's me, too. Talking. I'm a loud guy, and I'm still saying somebody else is loud. That's that's when you know you're fucking. If I think you're loud, then you're loud. The thing, and the thing with it me is that he doesn't actually say much. You're listening, you're listening to Tony Schiavone or you listen to Jim Ross, and then this Gallagher comes in with an eye break or something, or, or it's a bit of yelling, it'll scream a move, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially the Tope Supercina or whatever it is. You're doing too much, Excalibur. Tone it down. It's tidy. <laughs> Take it down. Yeah. Um, Talking about NXT UK uh, jobbers, um, our fav- our new favourite jobber, Tate Mayfair's was back in the ring with Ollie Blake. Another I guy. love the name Ollie Blake. Now, if, if a, an American person looked like that, looked at that, they'd think that was o- Ollie Blake. <laughs> yeah, it's Ollie Blake. It's Ollie Blake. There <laughs> we go. Against symbiosis. Now... The match was a squash match. It didn't matter about the match. It's what came after it that was the important part. Nope. There he is. There he is. Mr. Eddie Denny says, put in appearance in the room. (laughs) 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 And he proceeded to get beaten down by symbiosis. The animals have turned on the master. They said, the hell with you, you you bony bitch. We ain't listening to this shit no more. That's right. <laughs> the thing about this thing, Gwen, though, is the, like, where, do, where do these guys, symbiosis guys, go from here? Because I've never heard them speak. I don't know if they're capable of speaking well. So I just don't know what they do from here without a mouthpiece. Um... I have a feeling that they'll they'll uh, have Wild Bob 
they'll dry it up with wild boar again and he'll be the mouthpiece. That makes a lot of sense. We, because we know he could cut a promo because he was doing all those ones building up to coming back and everything. So. Oh yeah, no, definitely. He's he's a definitely a believable promo for sure. Then after that, what do we have next? Oh yeah. Ilya. I know that these are all pre-recorded promos, but he is so good at what he says. And he tells truth. He basically went out there. Um, Teddy's going to be watching Mako against Ivy Nile. Because Mako is the best in the world at what she does. And she's on the brand that's the best at what it does. Uh, what you said was, uh, oh, yeah, it's the strongest brand of any in the world, NXT UK. That's what you want for your champion. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. he's the face of the promotion, so he should be saying shit like that. Yeah, especially your baby face champion, 100%. After that, uh, talking about the women, Oof. we had Eliza Alexander against a male. Mm. <laughs> so I had saw a picture on the Instagrams earlier uh, this week, and it was uh, Eliza Alexander was apparently some sort of tag team champions at some indie promotion with uh, one of my favorite uh, NXT UK jobbers, Angel Hayes. And right. I was surprised to see that they had tagged together, which I because yeah. I'd never heard anything like that. I had never heard of like Eliza Alexander. And then when you first talked about her, you said you really hadn't heard of her. That really surprised me because you know everything. So if you don't know, then nobody knows, at least in my book. She must have, yeah, she must have just been in some of the uh, promotions up and all doing stuff up there. Okay. But uh, I am quite pleased in a way. That they put Eliza over ML. Because if she'd lost that, where does she go? She's, uh, uh, we know that she's, uh, sorry, Brookside's mate, a sort of muscle. But if she'd, if she'd lost to ML, then that, that would have not, that would have taken her down a peg or two. Where now, ML's still being the beaten baby face. And it shows Eliza, although it was a hard fault win, to be she's she's moving up the ladder. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it seems like it's a good way for Eliza to go after getting the win here. And she had, you know, had some help from Zaya Brookside too, so it doesn't hurt a male at all. A male's going to be just fine. Um, the match was really good, hard hitting, physical. I mean, when a male gets to screaming in French, that always does it for me, pal. Yeah. And I think eventually we're going to see a turn from a male again. I think she's a better heel i agree because i think that all this where she's done all the thing about the sympathy and everything and, and turning face and then she keeps losing you know they, they may they may be telling the story because we've always said jerry and i have, have said for a long while that what nxt uk do against any other brand is that they tell the loser's story actually more than they... I hope not. I hope that's not interfering too badly with the mic. 
It's just a little squeak, yeah. <laughs> I think somebody's adjusting his bike. Oh. It's important so, to adjust your bike. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, uh, from there, we get, we, it's just strange this week. We had two, they, they've been doing it a lot lately with the, with the women. Uh, the, the women seem to be taking center stage more than the men on. NXT Thursdays, because um, it went straight to the main event, which was making. Oh wait, Glenn! Don't. How could we forget? Let's not forget, Glenn. Oh, Let's yes. not forget my one goddammit moment from NXT UK. We see Wolfgang. He's with his buddy Damon Kemp, and they're gonna go out and they're gonna do some day drinking. Which I live in Lincoln, Nebraska, and it's always time for day drinking, if you know what I mean. So I get it. So tell go ahead and tell us what happens from there, Glenn. Um, the invisible cameraman goes with them. Of course, he, he obviously has a few beers as well because the camera the camera starts going all funny as well as um, the drinkers. And we get yeah. all gravy. Now I've never experienced that. All the years I've been, I've, I've been drinking, I've never experienced that everything becomes wavy. And Glenn, let's just say, in my days, I've taken many of recreational drug, and I've never taken any that made it <laughs> made it seem what was happening to David Kim. I don't know what they put in his drinks, but he was <laughs> fucked up. You know, he was tripping balls, as they say. <laughs> But um, as I said, I was gonna the way I was gonna justify this with Jeremy because I'm sure we had a few things to say about it as well. Oh God, I, I was <laughs> hoping for it, pal. From the invisible camera through to the wavies and everything else. But this is done no Damon Kemp no harm whatsoever. He's gonna go. He now he now back in NXT Tuesdays. And the management there know that he's going to do whatever he need, he's been told to do and needs to do. And if it, if he's been if he's been spending a few days, uh, there they did that's that that's that skit. But you can guarantee I've I've known Wolfgang for a lot of years, and you can guarantee that that drinking session probably went on a long while after they they stopped filming that nonsense. Long enough for Damon Kemp to puke all over some bushes, pal. <laughs> yes. But again, you know, he did what he had to do for that for that segment. And it's all credit to him. It's true. He played a very good drunk person. They're looking, this is what they're looking at. You know, with NXT 2.0, it's a development brand now. We know that. You know, the days of it. Uh, so they're looking for people like him who will do whatever and not make, make bitch and moan about it. And, uh, and to be fair, with that group, everybody is advancing and learning so quickly that the next set, set lot of cuts, I can't, they're going to have to make room because they've just announced this new lot coming in. Right. We're gonna to have to move some up and cut some to let to for the new lot. 
But it's going to be a lot harder cutting them this time because there's no weak links. Everybody's learning and learning quickly. Yeah, I can't think of anybody that I see on TV that I go, oh, no, like this person doesn't need to be on my TV screen, uh, <laughs> especially in the ring. Everybody that anything that I watch in the ring is usually very good to very good. I mean, good to great. Very good. You know. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I just feel like at first, like they had so many guys down there. Yeah. And what is the actual point of having all these people under under contract if you're if you're just going to have them sitting around for six to eight months doing absolutely nothing? So to me, I know people don't like it, but it made sense to me when they started releasing people. And most of the time, 85 percent of the people you were like, okay, yeah, I get it. There there was you know a fifteen percent or so where you were like, oh my god, I can't believe it. But for the yeah. most part, it was people who weren't doing anything anyway. Yeah, and um, some of those ones. As they come out afterwards, everybody's got, how can they release them? It's because they asked for it. Yeah, that too. <laughs> There's a, um, it's not as though that WWE don't have a track record on this. The only reason NXT UK ever came along is because they wanted to torpedo the world of sport wrestling. Yeah, that, yep. They said, no, you don't. <laughs> you ain't taking the talent. We want it. Because, I mean, I those those guys in NXT UK can work any indie that they want, right? It just can't be on TV? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's not hurting. It's, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's not hurting their pockets at all. They're just getting a little bit extra chunk of change every month then. That's right. Yeah. Um, it, supplement, it supplements their... Uh, their merch income and the other bits and pieces that they earn makes sense from doing appearances and of course bookers will pay more as well for them because they're they're tv personalities right that makes perfect sense yeah you're more likely to attract people to your show if they if you've got people they see on tv every week that's right right um talking about nxt uk against nxt 2.0 we can now go to the main event, which is Mako Satsumura against Ivy Nile. Let's have your views on it before I start. Glenn, shockingly, there were points at this match where I thought that Ivy Nile had her beat, and I was fixing to get angry. Had I been, and I don't know why, but I just, I was in my, you know how sometimes you watch a wrestling match and you think you know the finish or what you think the finish should be, and yeah. something happens and you kind of hit like a gasp because it's like, oh my God, I like, is this really going to be over? And there was a couple times in this match that I thought Ivy Nile, Ivy Nile had her. I, Ivy Nile had her. I thought this was a really good match. Probably the best Ivy Nile match I've ever seen. And it might be the best Ivy Nile match she might ever have. Yeah. Uh, really good stuff, hard hitting. I mean, we figured that these that these ladies would ever be able to beat the piss out of each other, and that's what they did. I was really impressed with Ivy Nile. I didn't think it was going to be this good, but I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I think uh, I I think that Mako basically said to them before they started, "I'm not made of China. I'm made of rubber." Get <laughs> me like it. Yeah. Yes. There was one bit where they did the shoulder, the, the power shoulder block. So it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a standard wrestling thing. You move, you move, the irresistible force against yeah. the immovable object. But you could actually see Mako smiling 
as I we was smashing into her. Ah, <laughs> like, oh, we're the adversary. <laughs> it was, no, but it was that sort of smile. Is this is what I've been teaching you for the last two or three weeks, and you're doing it right? Because Ivy, powerlifter, martial artist, or whatever she was. But she's only been wrestling for a little while. Um, she They obviously thought that she would benefit from coming over to the UK uh, with the girls over here. And it's been proven right. Because you've seen how she's come on in leaps and bounds in on a, on a Wednesday since they've been doing those little vignettes of her doing oh, the power yeah. stuff and bossing the guys around. I just hope now that they're going to let her squash Mandy Rose. See, I don't... Hmm. That's a <laughs> tough one. That is a tough one. That's a conundrum. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I wouldn't... I really wouldn't mind I'm looking forward to the day where somebody does take that thing off Mandy Rose. Not that Mandy's, you know, bad or has been doing terrible or anything. It's just Mandy Rose has a Mandy Rose match and that's all that Mandy Rose can have. And that's not, I'm not saying that she's the worst worker in the world, but she's only got five to eight minutes in her. And I'm just interested to see someone take the belt off her. That might be able to do something a little bit longer than that. If you know what I mean? That's right. Um, I think now could it quite easily be like the women's Brock Lesnar? Yeah. They build her up that way. She definitely could. Definitely. And that, oh, Mako got the win, by the way, for anybody that's just listening to us because they don't need to watch the show. But we, we implore you to do watch the show every week. They're so good. Um, and it was a just win. It was a bitty bitty converting an armbar into a pin to get Mako the win. It was hard fault. It was believable, and it was a great match. It really was a fine main event. If you like professional wrestling and you listen to this show and you don't watch NXT UK, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I really don't. I don't know what you're doing. You need to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to have a short night tonight. Me and you aren't as good as, as, as dragging this thing out as long as Jeremy is. He's like He's got a way with words that me and you just don't have. Yeah, he got away with me talking about rubbish at, at the start of the show as well. That's though. a good point too. Yeah, it's my favorite part of the show is the rubbish <laughs> at the beginning. That's usually my favorite. Usually, whenever Jeremy uh, joust you with a American angst, that always makes me laugh. Yes. When, yeah. <laughs> when he rubs the Fourth of July in your face, that always gets me laughing. <laughs> uh. Uh, well, as you know, that I know so any most of what he says anyway. So, <laughs> and not on purpose either. You think Glenn's doing this on purpose? And later on, Glenn's like, "Nah, I just didn't even hear him say it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you choose box. Uh, <laughs> good God! <laughs> We're chucking the tea in, in in the Hudson and all the Fourth of July things. That, that I know self deliberately. That's <laughs> no. coming up in a month's time, Glenn. So get ready for that. Mm. Yeah, of course it is. 
Right, sir. Uh, we're under the hour. I'm going to finish up, I think. There's no point in carrying on. Unless, apart from, have you got anything to plug before we go? You did just I'm plug really, it in, but... Yeah, I mean, AI, AWI pod, you can follow me. Um, I'm not a whole lot of fun, so if you don't follow me, I understand, but... Uh, <laughs> new show out every Tuesday. We're live every Friday. Just uh, give us a watch. Twitch.tv slash AWIPod. So check it out. And watch Vera Superstars. It is the funniest thing on, on the airwaves at the moment. It I really appreciate is. That. It really is. Um, big shout out to DDT again, DC and Doc. Without them, there will be no us. Um, we've already shouted out to uh, Tom Bryce, uh, everybody at Sportswire. Um, the big, the Bang Bang podcast is Andy. We're doing some things. Um, there's a little other thing going on with a podcast called Morty and Fish that I'll be doing a little bit in. Mm. That'll be coming up soon. Uh, apart from that, I think. It is time to go. I'll just let my guest for the first time say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>